We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. Right now, I'm thinking about making a German pancake. Now that you're... I don't even... Oh, shiny red ball. Exactly, exactly. I don't even, I don't even know if I want to ask... Listen, today, a, earlier this morning, a German just pancake for a is sounds Early. like. Would you find that on? <laughs> you find that on Pornhub Premium? Did you? This is Gresh and Fourier. Halliburton, crazy fall away, rebounded by Smart, and appropriately enough, it's in the hands of Jason Tatum, and the All-Star MVP returns with a 31-point, 12-rebound game, the put-away offensive rebound as the Celtics win for the sixth time in seven games. A win is a win. We'll take it. That's a. That's a tough team to play against. Andy Gresh. Marshawn bumps Bjorkstrand. And McAvoy! And DeBrusque tips it home! 137 to go! What a game! Boston comes from behind! Late third to lead 6-5! It was uh, very much like a playoff game, you know, and we treated it like a playoff game coming in, and... Uh, the momentum swings were drastic, um, and I loved our composure on the bench and our willingness to go right back after them. Christian Fourier. Orlov, this is a top four defenseman, and you have that guy slide into an already good defensive team that can add offense. He could be your best defenseman on any night, but joining Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm, I mean, the Boston Bruins look like a team that's impossible to beat. We really like our team, and uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, we're going to stay healthy and monitor. we got eight more days to sort of see, but for, for the most part, our guys should feel comfortable that we've added to our group, and uh, it's time to continue to, to, to do what these guys have, have set out to do. Gresh and Fourier, right now. Garakov, if I'm even saying his name right. Who is it? You uh, know. Uh, Vladisov, how would you say that again, please? I'm sorry. Gar- Gavr- Gavrakov. You know what? <laughs> Nobody ever make fun of Thunderlanny ever again after Fourier rolled that out. On W-E-E-I. Well, we got a little bit to get into today. Hey, Fourier, let me you know, start hot. Uh, now that uh, now that the Bruins have gone and added more depth pieces, they can trade David Pasternak. Uh, That's the easy okay. way to improve the team. Uh, they uh, added uh, depth. They got a ton of depth. So now take a guy who is a hard trophy candidate, just like you know uh, Linus is a is a uh, is a Vezina trophy candidate and. I mean, Don Sweeney went and added more depth, so why not take one of your best players and yeah, flip them? Yeah, no, no, no. It's Friday. It's getaway day. Oh, you don't, you don't need okay. the hot take. All you do right, that on Monday, right. Gresh. Oh, Gresh. that's right. You I add forgot. that on Monday. You, you get three days of content, and then you get some maybe some likes and some retweets and maybe you know a couple other people adding in and yelling at you. That's when you do there it. There we go. So I guess I missed the boat on that, but in all seriousness, holy hell, Don Sweeney. My goodness, and we've been talking about that defenseman Gavrikov from the Columbus Blue Jackets forever, and there's the report that, oh, Columbus is a little butthurt, that apparently they thought they had a deal in principle with Don Sweeney for Gavrikov, and how about this? Don Sweeney found a way to go get a better deal, and when you just think of it from the 
Because the draft pick part of it, that made this happen. There is no question about that. What do you mean the draft part of it? No, I mean, like, the, the draft picks? pick part yeah. of it, that was a... But in terms of who are you removing off the roster and who you're putting on the roster, Craig Smith is out and Hathaway and Orlov are in. I don't think any of us are really going to be sitting there going, you know, when, when the NHL draft comes around for the, you know, 15 people around here that are paying attention to it because it's a kid or somebody they know or whatever, or, you know, my kid's friend might get drafted, da-da-da, who's really paying attention to it. None of us are going to be sitting around going, well, boy, there goes that pick at the end of the first round. Yeah. It, it, it's so different in the world of hockey, but my God, Got to give Don Sweeney a ton of credit. He did. I don't want to say he did the impossible Fourier, but boy, did he about find as perfect a deal as you are going to find to be able to tweak this team and make it better. And a week before the deadline, the deadline officially ends ahead of the deadline today. A week from today at three p.m. So I'm sitting there going, God, I mean, that's it. Like, this is it. Like, that trade deadline show that I was trying to create for next week with Razor coming in the studio, right, because you were going to be gone. I'm like, oh, this will be perfect. We'll hit all the news. Like, this is it. They're not doing anything else, but you're right. I don't think so. Unless there's an injury this week that necessitates Don Sweeney to have to go back into the market, I think you're a million percent yeah, I just, right. I just don't think – I just don't know what else you can add. I don't know what else – you can add to it. Like, you're packed. You're the, there's no room in the inn. I mean, even when I heard that during the open, you know, just the whole, you know, the whole new, new narrative, which is in a sense true, right? But it's still a long way to go. Like, the Bruins are almost impossible to beat. When you think about the depth that they have, when you think about the stars that they think about what they've accomplished already, mm-hmm. like any other team in the NHL will probably say, "Well, I don't know what you can add to that team. They're, they're pretty good. They're protected in all these different areas. And if you really want to add, who are you going to give up? They gave away Craig Smith, who wasn't really doing anything anyways, who could probably you know benefit from a new zip code. He would just probably benefit from just a new set of circumstances and that he can reemerge and he can have a better career himself. I mean, what was it? It's only been like three years since he's been here anyways. So, I mean, you're not going to find anyone that doesn't like it, okay? Because the one thing that I'm seeing, and I'm, oh, not, I'm, not, I'm not skilled. Finn's on, not in on it on the Twitch chat. Okay, there's poo sure, You'll find one dope anywhere. You but. traded for a suspension on skates and a tiny D-man who sucks defensively. Great job. Okay. There's the one. That's the really, and maybe he's just a really tougher critic. Okay, I've not watched a lot of Washington Capitol well, hockey. The, but or- okay? Orlov is logging 20-plus minutes yeah. a night, and he fits in with what you have here. Individually, you might look at the, at at the, at the players that the Bruins acquired and the dude in the KHL. Forget about it, but and be like, well, they're this, they're that. But what are they fitting into this puzzle? And to me, that's the that's where we got to kind of really hunker down on this a little bit. And for the whole, well, you gave away a lot of picks, and you don't have young guys. Look, it, 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 it's almost impossible to keep everybody happy because there is, this is the going for it move from Don Sweeney that people have been looking for. But then it's, well, also you don't have 37 people down in Providence to come in and replace everybody when they leave in five years. It's like, good God, you're just well, not going to make everybody happy. But, I mean, think about it, though. So you got two guys that have, you know, both have played 11 years in the league. They're over 30. One's got a cup. He's got a uh, Stanley Cup ring. so And another and, adds grit, which this team needed a little more of. And I was going to say, that's that's been the one. Okay, so you got depth and you have grit. You have, like, this guy that's an agitator, which would be Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he's bringing. Okay, so 
all right. I mean, I I didn't think they were soft. I didn't think they shied away from fights. I didn't think they – but there's not like a guy that you would point to and say he's the guy when you need someone to do something dirty, you need somebody to rough somebody up, like you would point to – they're all like that in my opinion, but he would be the guy now. Well, with a guy like Hathaway – it is that typical kind of fourth-line guy, and I know there is the aligning the right side of the, of the top four lines. The thing with Hathaway is you're not going to fight in the playoffs. Like, we know that fighting during the regular season, which has gone down a lot, you're not going to be beating people up in the postseason. But what you need are guys that play with that edge, and you need somebody who adds that grit. And look, go back to when the Bruins won the Cup in eleven. What was the line that people really gravitated to the most? I know you had Marshy and you had Bergeron and you had Krejci and you still had uh, Chara around here. But when people think of the team that won the cup, it isn't the line that won the cup for them, but it's the one that people connect to. And that was that fourth line because the they Merlo were gritty. Line they or were, it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. They were gritty. They were grinders. You know, uh, uh, the dude, the soupy Campbell broke his leg and stayed out there. That's what get that's the blue pill for people and winning. And to me, that's what Don Sweeney did. He made a move in the interest of winning. And the the other part of it that I really like, Christian, is they spread out the draft compensation. So it's a first in 23, and they shipped a fifth to basically have somebody be the banker for Orlov and and gobble up 50% of that salary. So that in and of itself, like Don Sweeney not only made a great trade, he also talked another team into facilitating it. And he gave up a fifth-round pick to do it. Like in the NFL, to take Brock Asweiler, that costs you a (laughs) second-round pick. Whereas here, they find a way for a bunch of Orlov's money to uh, be shipped to another team. You mentioned the word unstoppable. Here is P.K. Subban, now an ESPN analyst, talking about the Bruins, and I think it Use that word, too. Listen, at first glance, watching that trade, I mean, those are the players that they need. They they round out their bottom six players. They have a fourth-line guy now with experience who's won a Stanley Cup, who's been with, played with Stanley Cup winners uh, in Washington, who can come in and slide in with the A.J. Greers, with Nick Foligno, and their fourth-line guys, Trent Frederick. But Dmitry Orlov, this is a top-four defenseman, and you have that guy slide into an already good defensive team that can add offense. He could be your best defenseman on any night. But joining Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm, I mean, the Boston Bruins look like a team that's impossible to beat. And when you think about all the different defensive combinations now, you can keep uh, you can keep Hamper and McAvoy together if you want to. You can split them up, which is probably the way they're going to go. And this is one moment for me, Fourier, where having Jim Montgomery as the coach sort of fits into this because – I, I would like to think that, what, what, 20 games left, essentially, something like that. It, it, Jim Montgomery's been the tinkerer. So he can tinker with those defensive pairings to see what he likes. He can tinker with the lines to be able to see as much not only what he likes, but also the options that could be available to him come playoff time. Yeah, to me, it's it feels like, okay, I'm going to create as many doomsday scenarios as possible. Okay, yeah. and I'm gonna and and after we put all those crazy scenarios up on the board, let's find a way how to protect ourselves from that doomsday scenario. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Because I mean, I feel like the the Celtics did exactly. These two teams are so similar, 
and what they and what they and how they tried to build their team, what they tried to protect against. I mean, I, I know we're going to get to the Celtics from last night also, but just looking at all the good, high quality, high end talent that they have that are obviously understand their role. Think about these two guys, mm-hmm. veteran players, eleven years in the league. That you you call them up and say, okay, we're going to sit here. You're going to get traded. Well, hell, I've been here my whole life. You know, I've been developed here. I want a cup here. Okay, I mean, now you're t- well, hell, but you're going to send me to the Bruins. Let's go. Where do I right. sign up? You slide them in. It's like no big deal. There's no nobody's causing any trouble. You're just trying to figure out how you can help. It's veterans who you would hope know how to walk into a locker room and blend in. Because if there's two things the Bruins and the Celtics have going for them right now, both locker rooms are where at least I think they need to be to be able to get to the finish line and win the whole thing. No, I agree with you. And and, and then you hear similar attributes from each team, how well-connected they are, the, the shared understanding of what their goals are, um, you know, a, a, a true and, you know, obvious pecking order. So both these guys. So, so what are the uh, the Bruins will play? Uh, they just beat uh, Seattle. So they're where are they going to Vancouver or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, these guys and Edmonton. Yeah, so th- these guys will probably play. Like I've just been hearing little bits and pieces here about whether or not they'll slide in. They should because it should be easy for them to jump right into the mix and then make a make a difference right away. Yeah, and uh, let's see how now everyone else reacts because, you know, the one thing with the draft pick compensation that did go out in this deal is Don Sweeney has kind of set a high bar, at least in terms of making this deal happen, and there's the whole, and again, I know we get into the fruity whip headache of the kind of the uh, the salary cap and stuff like that, there are only so many guys that you can have play banker with, meaning that you can ship them to a team for them to gobble up a bunch of money, and then there's compensation, and then maybe you move them on or whatever. So there, some of the options for some of the guys that really make a lot of money might end up becoming limited here as we head towards the trade deadline. And again, it's a week from today, the trade deadline, and Razel will be in with, uh, is it you and Lou that day with me being away? Or, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's so it's you and Lou and Razor. Yep. Yep. Good Lord. No, we're going to take know nothing I'm, but an hour worth of hockey calls. How I about that? It's going to be a first. I know I'm big, but you got to bring in two people to be able to well, fill the chair. Listen, it had nothing to do with filling the chair. It had more to do with providing hardcore hockey analysis during got a it. very important day. Got it. Or else we'd sit there and do big deal, no big deal for four hours. Okay? <laughs> we'd reminisce about the old days. That's what we were doing. So Razor basically keeps us honest. I got it. It keeps us honest. But now that they made the trade, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess we'll just keep Razor in anyways. You'll, they're not doing anything. Com- I don't think they're doing anything that day. You got a week to compile notes yeah. to be able to pepper yeah. them with uh, pepper uh, razor with questions. The Celtics did get it done in overtime last night. We've got that to unpack. Uh, Bruins fans, I'm assuming y'all are just elated. It's six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Carry on my wayward son
There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more Hello, Ron Burgundy and Brick Tamlin here with you 1024 on a day where the Boston Bruins have made the trade of all trades. What do you think, Brick? <laughs> I was every time I hear this song, I think of us all four of us in like our air band. Like who's playing air drums? Who's playing air guitar? I mean, who's gonna do who's who's got lead vocals? You just want to be like Brian Fantana and host Fornication Island yeah, at some point yeah, before it's over, like that. right? Bill, Is that what it was, Billy? Fornication Island? Intercourse or, Island. Intercourse yeah. Island, damn it. Which is like a precursor to MILF Island. Well, you know what? Now you would probably have to say... Well, you couldn't say fornication now. You'd have to say no. intercourse. Well, who knows? You can't say the, fornication? Who knows? <laughs> the, there's probably a negative connotation to it that somebody will get offended about it. by, so whatever. I used to fornicate. That's right. You only fornicate <laughs> when you're married and you're <laughs> having sex with other people, but intercourse <laughs> can happen with anyone. Look at Turp and that lady yeah. he met that didn't speak English on yeah. the cruise ship. Did she habla inglés, or or were you uh, spinning another language? Un poquito. Oh, look at this guy. She said that to you? That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> I just picture of him, like, rifling through his Spanish to English dictionary. Like, no. Actually, yeah. Yeah. One, not using his phone, the little no. pocket dictionary. Mom, my Rosetta Stone uh, app isn't working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the apps they have now, you just speak into it. You can, uh, it's like yeah. that 90 Day Fiance. They have these, all these... You know, international Babel, relationships. I think is what it is. Is now. it what it is? So you yeah, talk into like Babel. Stone and now Babel, I think, is the Babel. So I can speak into the Babel app, and then it'll give me Spanish to you. That like teaches you. It's like an online class. Oh, no, I don't. Thing. I don't want to yeah. learn anything. I just, just want to Google Translate. That's I don't want to learn one. anything. I want to speak into the phone in English and have it come out in Spanish to somebody else. So you want to speak it into the phone and then but say it sounds to, all suave. Well, and yes, say it yes, with a cool much accent, smoother than you, how you would say it. Yeah. You say to your driver, "Listen to this." Yeah. So there's that commercial with the with the, I think what Billy's talking about, like with Babel, the woman who like goes to France and she's like, "Oh, take me to <laughs> Shea Wattawat or yeah. whatever it is, the hotel." Whereas the rest of us just want to be like, all right, I programmed it into the phone. And yeah. when the guy asks, you press a button and it says it for you. Yeah, the Pies first time. Calazos. Yes, they, the first time I actually saw something like that was a Europe, European vacation with uh, Chevy Chase. Oh, my he gosh. He had a little Type thing. in uh, souffle, and the <laughs> yeah. French version is souffle. <laughs> That's right. What a great scene. All right. Oh, Sorry. my God. Well, uh, we're here to take uh, your thoughts on the bees at 617-779-7937. I always love finding stuff like this for you because here in the States, we have guys in like. The States. No, but here in the States, we have guys like Todd McShay, right, who is like yeah. the director of scouting yep. for ESPN. Friend of the show, too, by the way. I Big love, fan of the show. I love McShay. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in forever Local because guy. he won't return a text message or anything. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? He got COVID, like, during COVID, and then he just became hard to get into. Oh, this was long before. Really? Oh, he and I used to, like, well, Gary Horton was his guy who ended up, like, helping him get it. Gary Horton was the guy who created Scouts, Inc. Really? And when I had my third tour of duty at ESPN up huh. there, that's when I started to get to know McShay a little bit. But, like, he is huh. the scouting director. He's the guy. Right. Okay. Him and Mel Kuyper. So, the Canadian version of Todd McShay for Canada and hockey is a guy at TSN named Craig Button. He is their <laughs> director of scout, director of hockey scouting for TSN. And here is what Craig Button had to say on this move. 
the strongest team in the National Hockey League just became stronger. And they became stronger in an area that only helps you win. You know, you look at the blue line. Now you add Dmitry Orloff. I mean, this is unbelievable. It pushes other players down the lineup. Orloff is an excellent skater. He's competitive. He can make plays with the puck, and he can play 20-plus minutes. Also, that you put other players into spots where they're not extended. Garnet Hathaway, they're going to love him in Boston because he stirs it up all the time. They kind of like that in Boston. You think <laughs> back to the big, bad Bruins, they're hard to play against. Not only to try to score on them, but also to try to defend them. Their goaltending is excellent, and they play with a heaviness and a nastiness and an approach that says, beat us if you can. Oh, jeez. Man, putting it well, over. Well, there it is. I guess, uh, I mean, you want to just crown them. I mean, this, this is, I was trying to think of like the potential pitfalls oh, wow. with this signing. Hold on. Hold me out here. Because I do think this is, now they're at, they're at the stage of, and we kind of heard it yesterday with Marshan, right? As far as like his mentality and philosophy towards the President's Trophy, how unimportant it is. The 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 one pitfall, the one thing that they're going to have to, I guess, be careful with is this. Hey, we we've we've already done it. We've already arrived. Like the, this whole mentality where we we already had the best players. We're a dream team. Like we're everyone's telling us that we're impossible to stop. That to me is the only real pitfall, a challenge. During the entire postseason, you're really worried about that. I'm I'm saying the only one. I'm saying oh, the okay, only okay. one. Okay, because you if now. you if you, you check all the boxes, listen to the they guy. got goalie, all. defenseman, depth. depth. Think about this, and then all the guys. So you talk about like all your defensemen, like the guys that were getting significant minutes. Now there's another guy involved. So now all those minutes that you do get, you're gonna want to make an impact. You want to make them last. You want to make a make a make an impression. So you're going to get top effort, grade A effort from all these guys who were pushed down the line. I mean, so I'm just thinking about as a team mentality, how do you protect against complacency, uh, that whole mentality that tends to trip up a team that wins the President's Trophy, that goes into the first round and loses? My worry on what you just presented is... The blue Tarski grade point average zero point zero. Point zero. Okay. All right. Well, then for one, that's no, good. Then for one reason and one reason only, this is the real last hurrah. When you think of the group of players here in Boston of Krejci and and look, Pasta's great, but I'm not going to throw him in there. But when you think of Krejci, Marchand, Bergeron. Chara was on that list as well. But even if you just took those three guys, two of them sacrificed to come back. If they go to a cup final here, this will be, what, four times in their careers that they would have gone to a Stanley Cup final? Now, again, winning the second one, no question, matters a lot, I think, to the legacy of these guys. But you and I have talked before, Christian, of Mm -hmm. the – you know, you're going to add the one guy to a championship team, and then it becomes win one for so-and-so, right? That's the rallying cry. Well, with this group, it is the we're all about to walk off into the sunset in some way, shape, or form, whether it's just Bergeron leaving, maybe Krejci punts after this year and says, yo, I came back, we went and had a great run, da-da-da. The fact that those three guys are really the three who have the most to gain, I think, from a legacy standpoint and getting back to another cup final and winning it. But also, you're if it's just one person 
and you kind of get cross with that guy, then it doesn't motivate you. It's hard for this team not to be motivated by Marchand, Bergeron, and Krejci, and with your captain being the guy who sacrificed and came back for a little over a million dollars, I don't think they're going to have to worry about engaging the no, rest I, of the room. I think, it's, I think it's almost obscene, the amount of, I will call it protection, Layers of protection, mm-hmm. like something that Terp needed on on his cruise, like multiple oh, layers my. of protection. You're saying you gotta, based on what the based on the pool that he was fishing in, getting a stank on your hangwall. Hey, just that's I'm just so you yeah. get a visual, vi- visualize Terp alone on a, on a cruise ship, you know, looking for like you know what fits him perfectly. So. So that's my point. It's like, so even I mentioned the, the President's Trophy, you know, all the teams, there's only only seven of them who have won the President's Trophy since 1985-86 mm-hmm. have actually won the Cup, and three of the last four haven't bounced in the first round. So do, am I concerned with that? No. Absolutely not. You know why? Because we're talking about it too much. There, People are making it a point of emphasis. I can see them sweeping the first round. Like, like you know, like six to nothing. You know, five to two, no games going into overtime, nothing, no real challenge, dominate, even though Marshawn likes to act like, you know, last night's game against Seattle, that was a really fun game. That was a, that was a great game if you stayed up to watch it. It was unbelievable how it went down to the wire. They were down. They kept coming back. Seattle kept fighting their way through. Um, that was a great game. That's winning a close one. Mm-hmm. What they have done the pre the three previous games where they outscored their opponent opponents fourteen to three was not. You know what? As I thought about what you were saying earlier about the protecting yourself from you know smelling your own farts, let's yeah. say in eleven, I would have been worried about it because those guys that I mentioned were all relatively young. But ten year, ten plus years later, and there was there's been a cause. For this team. And it was, we're going to put the band back together one more time and see what we can do. And that's where I hope the cause is what it becomes about. Like, I don't know if Jim Montgomery has to get like, remember uh, uh, remember in Major League when it was like, uh, every game we win, we peel a section. I don't think they got to do that to motivate themselves. And I would like to think that the veterans now have the, and by the way, this is a veteran group. You know, I know there are some young players mixed in, but there are a lot of leaders there. So uh, Connor Ryan of Boston.com did a great job in this tweet. So I just want you to hear this out. And if you're a Bruins fan, I know that we're not including draft picks and stuff like that, okay? But Connor Ryan laid it out as this for Don Sweeney. Don Sweeney has turned Eric Howla, Ryan Donato, Craig Smith, Anders Bjork, Euro Vakaninen, John Moore, two first rounders and seven additional picks into Charlie Coyle, Taylor Hall, Hampus Lindholm, Pavel Zaka, Dmitry Orlov, Garnett Hathaway. Man, when you lay it out like that and you think about the way Don Sweeney has been able to build this roster. It's been fantastic. Now, conversely, Celtics get a win last night. We know that Brad Stevens continuing to try to tweak the roster a little bit. right? And we know he went out and got Malcolm Brogdon, who was big last night in the, in a return to Indiana. So can we say one general manager has done a better job than the other one in building championship rosters? Or right now, are Sweeney and Stevens 
kind of on the same level. I would say, I would say even. I would. I mean, Why? well, I mean, okay. So let's look at their regular, look at their 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 regular season record. Mm-hmm. They're both number one by a long shot. Well, I guess the Bruins have a bigger lead than um, the Celtics do as far as the Bucks are right behind them. And sure enough, the, the Sixers are there also. So in that regard, the Bruins are winning, and it's like not even close, right? They got such a big lead, a big pad, so you'd say fine. But I take that out of it because, uh, you know, maybe they're playing against teams that are worse. I'm still going to say even. they. If you, were to, if you were to describe the philosophy – and um, protection and stars. Think about it as stars, um, coaching, and depth. Mm-hmm. But geez, can we use those three criteria? Sure. Okay. Um, stars, they both have them. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. Uh, depth, they both have it. Like like crazy. It's almost an, it's an embarrassment how much depth they have and protection they have. Philosophy, they're all thinking the right way. They're all they're all hungry. They all play with an edge. They all know how important it is. If you go to coaching, I mean, I guess I don't know who you, you would give the what? edge to. I think that would be the ultimately what we're talking because each now, each GM, yeah. each ownership decided I'm bring I'm getting rid of Cassidy. I'm bringing in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I got to fire Ime, and now finally the first game that Joe Mazzula is as officially the head coach of the Boston Celtics. That game goes in the overtime when they pull it out. Foyer, I'm glad you mentioned the coaches because now. Unless something crazy needs to happen before next Friday for Don Sweeney. Right now, both GMs are like... I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Now it's on the coaches. Or now the focus shifts to those guys, I think. And look, you could quibble. Yeah, did Stevens get lucky inheriting the team that he inherited with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Of course he did. Those guys are stars. But it's what he's done to compliment them that that really is the devil in the details. Whereas with Don Sweeney, he has made some mistakes. He has overcome them, but he also did get a little lucky as well. Because Patrice Bergeron, if he had hung it up at the end of last year and said, I've had a great career, I am Captain Selkie, I got a cup, I'm done, nobody would have blamed the guy. And then there was the whole wooing David Krejci as well. Then convincing those guys to basically play for no money this year so they could fit under the cap. Uh, I feel like there's a little luck involved there for Don Sweeney in terms of having that fall into his lap. But then again, if I apply what I just did with Brad Stevens, it's the what did you put around them? And that's where this trade, in terms of Sweeney, really puts it at a point where it's like, all right, guys, now it's in the hands of Missoula and Montgomery, and that arguably is where you have your biggest set of questions. And I would say the biggest talking point for both teams is not going to be the stars. It's it's not going to be effort. It's going to be the decisions that the coaches make. Mm-hmm. I think each series, uh, you know, their ability to win will be kind of decided on, you know, whether they make a, a smart call or a dumb call. I mean, that's that's really going to be it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what else like. So do we really expect Bergeron not to care or Pasternak to go in a, through a slump? Do we think that suddenly the 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 Celtics are not going to try? I mean, it really is. They're very similar in in almost almost every single aspect for me. The only thing that is dissimilar about the situation that the Celtics and the Bruins are in is that it feels like with the Celtics, there's a window here. Whether it's three years, whether it's for the five Celtics, years. Oh, there's a big window. Big window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Bruins, the time is of the essence. Well, because they, say they win the cup this year, it would not be out of the realm of possibilities that 
two of those guys up and retire. You still got to deal with Pasternak. And by the way, can Canada get the freaking loony squared away so that we can have the NHL set the cap for next year so we can start to figure things out with David Pasternak, please? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know what the number is going to be so that they can start to figure all this stuff out. But it feels like with the Bruins, we might be lucky enough, might be lucky enough to get another year next year with the overwhelming core of this group, and that would include Bergeron and Krejci. But if those two guys walk, then the Bruins clearly slide down, and the championship window is really just existing with the well, Celtics. But I would even I would even add that. Let's just say you do lose Krejci and you do lose Bergeron. When you look at all the names that you just mentioned with all the players that Don Sweeney was able to acquire, Charlie Coe is not going anywhere. Taylor Hall is here. Lindholm is here. Zaka is here. Orlov and Hathaway, both those guys are, are UFAs right now. It's not Unrestricted barren. free agent. They will end up re-signing. Like, there's a reason right. why they traded them. You're not going to give up those picks. And, you know, but for you're a guy on a rental. No, well, I mean, I mean uh, you know, Orlov wants big-time money. He wanted six years, and they, they Washington wouldn't give it to him. Maybe that's why, you know, he was part of this package deal. Sure. But, I mean, they'd be stupid not to kind of work something out. And if I'm Orlov, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going into my 12th year I mean, I'm going to be a major part of another team that can win another championship. At least we're relevant. At least we're not like, you know, an, an afterthought. No, I think both teams um, are still set up nicely for the next three years. And probably to your point, you're probably right. The Celtics probably better because their their best players are not. They're still in their 20s. This is going to be a great spring and hopefully yeah. a great start to the summer with both of these teams playing into June. Don't forget you can listen to us anywhere you go on the Odyssey app. You can also watch us do this show on Twitch. Follow WEEI on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Uh, I did have a little something in here, kind of like a, a an upon further review from something that Christian said yesterday. But I have a funny feeling after reading a day in the life of Heim Bloom, we might be headed off the exit ramp for a few minutes. We'll tell you why next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Gresh and Fourier on WEI. Sex and then you get the fire. Wrong one, wrong one. Oh, sex on fire, right? No, yeah. this is use somebody. Oh, this Same is thing. I somebody. Use, I want to use somebody. I use somebody for my sex on fire. Then I have a leaky pipe. Have you ever like just if, if sorry? You, if you I'm... listen to Spotify, if you if you they they have this one function where you can you know tap at the bottom and it gives you the lyrics while the song. Is being sung, right? Got so it. You, have you ever I like Kings of Leon? But. Yeah, have you ever tried that? And like, because no. I, I sit there and I and I so what was this guy actually thinking about? And like, how did he pair these two words together to actually like what like what was going on in his head? What, what, was he depressed? Was he excited? Did he? I mean, that's what I'll do. Something. Can I? Just, I want to know the meaning behind the song because I know that we've got some stuff to get to here, and Lou Maloney's coming up at eleven o'clock. But can I say something with a promise that it's not going to drive us off the exit ramp? Because I want to. I promise I won't drive you off the exit ramp. I have never once gone on Spotify ever. But do you have Spotify? No. Well, hold on. If you don't have it, then of course why would you go on it? Hold on. 
I pay for three subscriptions. Okay, so all your kids and, and your wife probably have it. Yeah. Okay. Well then, okay, so that's that's no, okay, that's fine. They use I've it. I've never been on there. Okay, I've never been on there. Have no idea. I don't even have. The how do app. you? How do you? Um, how do you listen to music? Do you listen to music? A little bit. Okay, so that's a no. You don't really. No, listen no, to music. no. I it, it depends on the mood. Like on the ride in today, one of the uh, I was listening a little bit to Greg Hill and then bouncing around, and then I played probably a half dozen songs out of like my iPod or whatever they call but it now it, on your phone. Is it because you don't have a lot of time? Uh, is maybe uh, you should speed it up. No. Oh, <laughs> maybe you should speed it up. That's what I need. Maybe, maybe it's maybe right. you don't have enough time. So what your song? So I'm. I so I need to I be. Saved you? So I need to be Heim Bloom. That's really good. <laughs> I gotta say, you you impressed the hell out of me right there. Like you could take the rest <laughs> of the day off it, after that. Should go home right now. So there was a story in the Globe today about a day in the life of Heim Bloom. So we're talking about a major executive of one of the legacy baseball teams in all the land. What did you take away from Heim Bloom and that big uh, expose on his life? Okay, I will read you a paragraph from the article. Oh. Okay, this was in the Globe. This is from who? Stan Grossfield, Felder, I think his name uh, is. Stan Grossfield, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, all right, so, oh, so here great. it is. He's, uh, he's at the ballpark by 6.30 a.m., running five kilometers, which who who in the hell is going to say kilometers? Like, that, that it, first of all, Isn't that three and a half miles? I know, but still, like, no, oh, no we're in America. Is it six? Nobody says kilometers. Just say miles. Maybe First you thing can, that irritated me. Maybe you can have Razor clarify that next Friday. Okay, for you. five kilometers around Fenway South. The Yale the Yale graduate uh, in classic listens to a one hour podcast on double speed. Wait, wait, so wait. he can compete. So he can complete it during his thirty minute run on, on, double, in, speed? on double speed. This whole article. This is the thing that stood out to me. Not with his relationship with Core. Not with how he meets with the other scouts. Not with all the things that are on his mind that he's glued. Not of these kids. Nothing. And it felt like a hard moment to me, Gresh. Like, I'm trying to figure out, you listen to a podcast in double speed in order to make sure you can get the whole thing in in your 30-minute run. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. Okay, wait, is that, it's, I want to, I want, I want, this is what, this is what, is this what double speed is? Did you kind of cue this up for me? Turn? That was yeah, sped so up the, Heim. That was sped up Heim. You want to hear, what do you want to hear? I want to hear sped double up. Double speed? I want double speed. Okay, double speed Fourier. Here we go. Let me just pull it up. Oh, this is great. Because Christian did say something at the uh, end of a segment yesterday. This is a make or break year for the Red Sox. If they don't do it, if they don't get respectable, they don't make, I'll say this, if they don't make the playoffs, I feel like everybody's losing their jobs. I feel like Bloom, I feel like Core is a real easy target. All these guys, everything is going to be turned upside down if they don't make the playoffs. Oh, so would you be able to listen to that for a 5K run? Which, by the way, a uh, Twitch chatter said when you're a competitive runner, you go in 5K, oh, 10K. God, Again, hard on moment. Just nobody, nobody cares. Um, so he runs fast and he listens fast, and apparently he has the ability to digest the information. So, wait, but it, it, I mean, okay, I feel like that's a little much for me. Like, so most people who run, right, they, they want to release some endorphins. They want to like, they want to, you know, get away from the grind and like get a good sweat on and get ready for the day. It gives some energy going out for a run. This guy, when he runs. He listens to a podcast at this speed. This is a make or break year for the Red Sox. If they don't do it, if they don't get respectful, they don't make. I'll say this: if they don't make the playoffs, oh, stop, it, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Well, give me Kings of Leon. Let me hear Sex on Fire. No, 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 no. Give me how in the world can you do that? Hold on a second. Is this, this is what you need when you're running? Is this because of your inability to retain information? Well, there's not a chance in hell I'm retaining anything from that. That's annoying. 
It sounds it sounds like one of the chipmunks. Okay, uh, and I think I would I would think I would disconnect because yeah, I couldn't retain it. It's going too fast. How do you listen to anything? Uh, I think you can, depending on the pace of the person talking, but maybe what you need is to go the other direction. This is a make or break year for the Red Sox. If they don't do it, if they don't get respectable, if they don't make, I'll say this, if they don't make the playoffs, I feel like everybody is losing their job. Much better. I feel like Bloom, I feel like Core is a real easy target. All these guys, everything is going to be turned upside down if they don't make the playoffs. All right, so, Much better. So for you, you're Absolutely. in the so as a uh, as a former professional athlete yeah. who played one of the most physical sports out there, at now over fifty Fourier is running slow and listening slow, not running fast and listening no, fast. No, I would. I would. First of all, that's. Reminds me of the old slow burn segment, though. Uh, it sounded massively drunk. Courtney's but, orgasm was great. Yeah, but. one of the best. Yeah. This, sorry, she was riding a virtual roller coaster, not having one. It just sounded like this would be easier. This is more, I guess, uh, tolerable than the fast paced. I feel like that's a massive hardo move. Let me go ahead and run this. This pot. is a make or break year for the Red Sox. Is that is that one? How no, slow that's slowed is that? down. That's slowed down. Point okay, eight. We went. Oh, you went point eight, and 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 Bloom listens to his podcast on his run at a two point oh clip. Right. So it's double. This space. is a make or break year for the Red Sox. Come if they don't do it, if they don't get respectful, if they don't. Make, I'll say this: if they don't make the playoffs, I feel like everybody's losing the job. How how could you run to that? How, that is not enjoyable. Well, maybe it's just my voice. Is there something else no, that no. we can speed up? Maybe no. I'm just annoying. It, but you know what times. it is. You. This is where you and I are similar. We're not runners. Yeah, but I I work out. I mean, I'll like train, yeah, but, I'll do stuff, but you're not like running five or ten k's or anything like that. Here's the other thing too: running is not enjoyable. It just isn't. Well, you, walking on a treadmill, not really that enjoyable. Well, that's the worst medium. But that's for, the for, and that's the thing but, is that you're trying to listen to something like that. And but I get Lord. why people I get why people run. I, I understand it. I hate it. I personally despise it. Uh, somebody said uh, the eight six zero Bloom runs fast, listens fast, builds a team slow. Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe somebody needs to tell him to flip it. Hey, listen to the podcast slow, build the team fast. There you go. Hey, you got it all wrong. Maybe our friend Lou Merloni can tell him that. Lou joins us from the fort next. Hey, it's Lou. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 